Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. This very special episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped merch store. Check it out. There's still time to Christmas shop, but let's be honest, you're buying things for yourself and that's totally fine because you're going to want to drink beer in January. When you do, use the coupon code PODCAST and you'll get 20% off of everything you purchase. And also, if you want to catch future episodes like this, make sure you're hitting that like button or even subscribing so you can see Harrison's hat evolve throughout the seasons. (laughs) Okay, drinking socialites. If you're like me, it's about that time after Thanksgiving when you've jumped the shark and are making double-decker turkey sandwiches with slices of pie for bread. And you're desperately looking around for somebody to reach out and pull you back to reality and, and just save you from yourself. Well, today, that someone is me and John and soon Dan. So I'm asking you to put aside that 3,000-calorie buffet on a plate. Just put it down. Pause your daily viewing of Die Hard. And prepare yourself for a different kind of treat. A feast of a show, if you will. As you look towards the very near beer future, we've got a very special guest joining us today who came during gifts, 12 to be exact. Dan Lipke, head brewer at Clown Shoes Beer, is on the podcast today. And those 12 gifts, well, they're beer, of course. The 12 beers of Christmas, to be exact. Um, no leaping lords, no ladies dancing or swimming swans in sight. Instead, I'm having to report that I am spying a breakfast brown ale with espresso. I've got a Belgian quad, a dry hop stout, a mango IPA, and, and we'll dive into great detail about this today, a cupcake from space. You know what I'm talking about. The now legendary space cake. So Clonchu's double IPA. It's really the star of one of Untapped's limited uh, badges running right now, the 12 Beers Christmas Badge. The pretty sweet origin story to go along with this over-the-top can art. Sort of bring Dan on in a minute, learn exactly what's going on with this superhero guy on the front, the cake lasers, space, and of course, learn more about the beer that's inside this can too. So go ahead and throw away all your pants without elastic waistbands and get ready to blast the holidays with some space cake. And to start, John, break down the badge uh, for the badge tenders out there uh, so they can know what they need to about how to get it. Yeah, this one's really easy for everyone in, I'm going to say the whole world. The badge you're going to earn is called the 12 (laughs) Beers of Christmas, which is a much better way to celebrate, as Harrison alluded to, than Lord's Leaping. To earn this badge, all you have to do is check into Clown Shoes Space Cake before December 13th. So if you're planning on doing 12 beers, one every day, you're golden. You won't be able to miss this one. Just check it in before December 13th. And when you do, Untap will tell you cheers to Space Cake. Did you know that this beer is in Clown Shoes 12 Beers of Christmas? Is that 12 different beers inside of a 12-pack? I think that's what Harrison was asking for for Christmas. So really excited to unlock this badge. Harrison, what's coming up? That's right. So today's one of those special episodes. It's not just going to be John and I guessing about what makes this beer great. 
We're actually going to talk to the person that made it and learn exactly what makes it so great. So Clown Shoes, they've had a special place in my liver ever since I first heard about them entering the beer scene in New England with Hoppy Feet, a black IPA. Well, I was actually brewing up in New England, too. And my first thought was a black IPA. Their intro beer, their flagship beer. This is amazing. And I've followed their moves pretty much ever since. So very exciting for me to welcome today. Dan Lipke, head brewer of Clown Shoes. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? How we doing? Excited about Christmas more than normal? I guess. Uh, we, we've been, yeah, getting ready for, for Christmas for, you know, we think about it early these, these years. With these, I uh, bet. <laughs> but you guys have to for production reasons. Christmas probably starts in July. Yeah. <laughs> not, not quite that, that late, but we certainly start <laughs> thinking about it pretty early, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's let's jump in with a beer. Let's crack open some space cake. I'm yes. sure you have some, Dan. I hope John does. Good. There we are. Yeah. That's right. Ooh. Yeah, space cake is kind of the you know closest thing we have to a, a flagship. We uh, right have tons of different beers out there, and we always love doing new things. But uh, space cake has been kind of our our biggest seller, our biggest hit for a number of years now. That's fantastic. I know. And really, the, I love you know, a big a big part of this origin story is is that this was this is kind of like a I mean, you guys are really known for like non-traditional IPAs like Hoppy Feet, like Eagle Claw Fist and Space Makes. It's kind of like a new style IPA. It's tough to like for me to like even categorize it, but it's lower on the bitterness. Can you tell me like while we take our first sips kind of right how you landed on Space Cake is going to be this beer because it's not like a west coast not an east coast not a hey like it's its own thing almost yeah we we kind of came up with space cake when uh you know the ipa style was starting to morph and and so you know originally it was brewing you know kind of english style ipas and then the west coast ipa that was you know less about malt and more about bitterness Um, and some of the new american hops became big and then things were starting to kind of change. Um, there were new hop varieties, and and people started playing around with with kind of taking some of the bitterness out of the IPAs and really um, right. you know, pushing forward these these tropical fruit flavors from some of the new hop varieties. So um, we were super psyched to you know kind of you know try our own version on it, um, and so we came up with Space Cake. Hmm. I, I'm prompted to ask just based on the way you finish that space cake intro. I've I have a hundred questions for you, Dan. I hope you've cleared your schedule. Um, first one: What came first, space cake, the name, or space cake, the recipe? The recipe came first. So, um, space cake was was kind of um, imagined uh, uh, when we came up with when we found a new hop that was called Mosaic. Um, and it was fairly new to the market. Um, right. And we're having a really hard time getting some of the hops that were hot at the time. So hops like Citra or Galaxy. Right. And so, you know, in an effort to kind of try something new so that we can c- continue to kind of make new IPAs and explore kind of new new territories in, in, in IPA, um, we ended up getting into mosaic hops. Um, and we mm-hmm. love the kind of big tropical guava-y flavors, um, right. especially in, in a higher ABV um, IPA. Um, 
So, you know, that, that's kind of, you know, how it came about. Um, and then it came, you know, kind of an effort to, well, how are we going to, you know, what are we going to call this, uh, you know, new IPA? Um, and the original idea was to name it after our original delivery driver and first sales guy, Mikey. Um, okay. And he was, um, Mikey was a real character. Um, <laughs> he, he definitely um, liked to indulge in, in marijuana. So um, they thought it would be funny if they, they put him on, on the label to kind of motivate him to sell more beer. Uh, and of course, they had kind of, uh, you know, uh, a dull, you know, a, a label of him just flying through kind of the clouds with his dog. Um, and they thought that wasn't Love interesting it. enough. So, so Greg, the, right. the original owner, um, came up with the idea of calling it Space Cake and having him flying through space being chased by cupcakes shooting lasers. So, um, of course, it's, you know, the, the, the Clown Shoes brand is, is really all about having fun and, you know, being a bit silly, but then, you know, also making really yummy beers. So, um, you know, this is kind of a perfect example of uh, that process in, uh, you know, going on. That's uh silly but making delicious beers is kind of that's what i think of when i think of clown shoes like i'm gonna laugh sometimes when i look at the label but what's inside is always going to live up to any other beers i could have grabbed off a shelf and uh my second question and then i'll i'll leave it up to harrison to try and fill in you've already your first answer was great you ticked off a few things i was wondering about already uh, but my second question, you're talking about guava juice in mosaic, and there's a little bit of like sweetness, almost like maybe like a little I don't know, like malty kind of flavor yep. sweetness that I get in here. Can you kind of walk me through what maybe what you think I should be tasting as I as I as I take a couple of sips of this beer? Maybe usually a Harrison will do it for me, and it'll help yeah. me identify things that I didn't pick up the first time. And since you made this i feel like you're the best person to ask <laughs> yes walk us through it yeah so i mean the aroma is is mostly that you know when i when i sniff it i get um i get pineapple guava and that's yeah. uh, mosaic hops right there um the malt backbone of this beer is really simple it's just two malts it's it's a it's a you know pale ale malt and then it's uh honey malt and honey malt is uh, a malt that will give you some sweetness, uh, but it doesn't give you the toastiness or the like really heavy maltiness of say a crystal malt, right. which is what more traditional IPAs used to to have. So um, it's a fairly straightforward recipe. There's not a lot of. It's really just kind of meant to be a showcase for for mosaic hops, but then you get that kind of nice soft sweetness uh, from the honey malt. So. Um, you know, in, in more modern, you know, kind of juicy, hazy um, IPAs, they they kind of these days don't even use any honey malt. It's pretty much just, you know, wheat and, and paleo malt and sometimes oats. So. That's right. Yeah, it's that's a great that's a great point. And, a, and I remember, man, being a young brewer and having lucky to be sitting in the room with Vinny from Russian River, who I feel like I referenced too much in these shows or whatever i'm name dropping i only live once um and i remember him being like people will always bring me clones of Pliny the elder and my po most popular critique is too much crystal malt but i think it was his mm -hmm. polite way of saying like this is way too sweet and there's it's too heavy and you've 
missed the mark. And for young brewers who are maybe trying to get like a, a higher ABV IPA and just thinking like more malt, more crystal malt, stop and think about honey malt because it does yeah. give you that sweetness. But you're right. It's like it, it's totally different than like a, a caramelized malt that is like right, maybe more sweet or can be cloying if you just don't see yeah yeah a bit more more presence um, right i love this and i also love so mosaic is a hop as you said like when you guys but but something here i'm gonna back sorry harry um <laughs> you 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 got space cakes for a minute <laughs> exactly very flavor but i do find when they're in double ipas like mosaic totally changes so can you kind of talk a little bit about just like Mosaic, the hop, what you guys are looking for. You mentioned like in a bigger ABV beer, it kind of shows up a little differently. Can you walk me through that a little bit? Kind of like what, why is this less blueberry and like more pineapple-y and guava-y? Yeah, I mean, to me, it, I think it's all about the ABV. Yeah. Um, where it seems like at higher ABVs, it really pumps out that, that kind of, uh, you know, tropical note. Yeah. Um, we also use it as we use it in a lot of our IPAs, but it's, it's usually not showcased as much and it plays more of a kind of, um, you know, support role to kind of give a great kind of background, um, right. profile to it. But certainly, you know, we've, we've tried, um, doing kind of lower ABV versions of space cake and they never quite captured that, that same, uh, you know, juiciness that, the, right. you know, there's something about that high alcohol that really seems to, you know, play with, the uh, you know, hop compounds that, that really promotes that juiciness. Um, I love so that. That's when awesome. we first made it, um, we, in hindsight, realized it was cranking out a bit too high at about 10%. So we had to dial it back a bit. Hey, oh, uh, <laughs> and, and we noticed even just kind of like taking it back that little bit, it definitely, went from, you know, kind of pure guava to a bit more kind of guava pineapple. So, wow. It's a, it's a super fun thing to play around with, you know, different hops and, you know, it, it's always keep exploring. Right. But, you know, I mean, this is also a beer that we've had for a long time and it's a, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's great for, you know, that kind of snapshot of, of a, of a time and place when, you know, this is how, you know, this was cutting edge at one time. I think these right. days, People, you know, find it very accessible, but when it first came out, we thought it was pretty, you know, new and different and revolutionary. Oh, yeah. And a testament that it stuck around for such a long time. We were talking before we started recording. You said this is still Clown Shoes top selling beer. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it keeps on rolling. Um, you know, we, we've put out, you know, hazy IPAs and, and those are really good and, and people like those as well. But um, Space Cake seems to kind of really have kind of a special, you know, pe people pick it up and they try it the first time. They're just like, wow, that's a, that's something. Um, it, it helps that it, you know, really doesn't uh, show it's 9% because uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you drink it and it's like, wow, this is easy. I could drink these all night. But um you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily uh, recommend that. <laughs> right. That be might be a shorter night or a more fun night than you yes. originally planned. And that's okay, especially this time of year. You guys want to um, uh, learn more about, did we already go over uh, the, the label? and? Um, Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, that's a great thing to, to jump to next because, I mean, 
the, the day and age we're living in now, we've kind of all said it already a couple of different ways, but like the quality of the beer is so important. But like the first impression on the shelf, getting someone's attention when they're walking down the aisle and they got a thousand beers to look at, that's like an art and a science and a little bit of magic. And you guys have all that happening on these cans. I mean, this is like, I would print this out and frame it. And people will be like, that's sick. What band is that? Or what crazy comic is that? Like, it it has like a crazy story going on here. You mentioned that the original version of this was, right, like Mike flying through the sky. Now we're in space. Tell me, give me all the, da- the download, Dan. What's going on here? How did we get here? Who was Miracle Mike? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I, I think the artwork was always pretty important from the beginning, but... Um, a couple of years in, um, we hired Michael Axt as our uh, full-time artist, um, right. and he has, you know, he's a, you know, as talented an artist as uh, as, as I am a brewer, I guess, because he he does some some amazing work, um, right. awesome kind of graphic art style um, stuff. Um, this was definitely one of his earlier um, uh, things, but you still see, you know, it's still so much fun. Um, and he had a great way of kind of uh, capturing Greg's kind of, you know, crazy ideas. And, you know, he, he told him what he wanted and bang, he, he put put it on and it, it worked perfectly. Um, so you definitely uh, can see his uh, his, his artwork. Um, and it's showcased in, you know, uh, so many more of our beers. And he keeps on, I think, getting better and better. And uh, it, it, it's super fun to watch him uh, you know, continue working. What a, a testament to Greg, but also you and Michael uh, to, to be able to take the guidance of a maybe crazy person saying, you know, I want you to make an IPA that's never been made before. And then I want it to have a man flying through space. Um, and, you know, when I look at the can, I just think that looks really good and this beer is really good. But I couldn't imagine someone asking me to draw a spaceman fighting cupcake bad guys and st- you you wouldn't like what you got from me um so i think that's that's a testament to the talent that you guys uh it 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 attract it clown shoes and, and keep because you could uh, looking at all of your beers they're all so different but they carry that um art style have you yeah. guys have you guys done anything like a comic book or i mean your your website looks beautiful uh, it, yeah. It's obvious that that like art style carries over, but have you done anything like in kind of the storytelling space behind some of your beers? We did a little bit this year. We did our, our barrel uh, projects um, this year where it's called Kung Fu Ballet. Um, and we were working yes. on having a, a, an associated um, comic book. So it kind of tells the the story of this Kung Fu master as he travels, you know, through his, his, his story. Um, we need to catch up on, on the last two, um, articles of that, but no, it's, it's something that we've always talked about doing. Um, but you know, you should, we usually sell, you know, some of our, you can get our, our, some of our labels printed out, um, I think on our website. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it makes, makes, uh, awesome art. Um, uh, Michael's, uh, you know, he, he's such a talent that, um, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Undead Party Crash label. Yes, yep. That yes. was kind of his first kind of classic one, and 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 that one and the associated story was, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of uh, iconic, um, and that kind of you know that was his first home run, and that, that was one that that tells a story of you know the 
um, trademark lawyer and, and, uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they're all, you know, werewolves and vampires and, you know, the, right. the hero who saves it all. That's right. The, oh, that's right. He saves them. That's, that's such a cool, is he the guy that's, is he on the exorcist label as well? Uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be him in, in particular. It, it could be the same character. I don't know if, if that's right. what Greg intended or, you know, it's kind of the same, same idea. You know, it's kind of, yeah. you know, fantasy inspired, uh, you know. Right. Very much who, like, like Bruce Campbell in the Army of Darkness. I get a lot of without the saw hand and instead he's got the, <laughs> the compound bow or whatever. Um and this, as you mentioned, yeah, on your shop, you can even get them as coasters. So, sure, put them on your wall. Yep. But also, like, the undead party crasher coaster is just sitting here screaming to be part of your beer den. So, um, check that out. I mean, right, the art, I just, I say it all the time, broken record, living in the golden age of beer. And, like, it's such a complete experience now. Like, the beer is great, but the stories behind it, the can art that that art has its own story. I mean, it's, it's, you can really nerd out and get lost for like hours. You guys have such a great website too, with like old interviews and breaking down how you guys began, like with some of the original artwork that we were talking about tonight, there is that, you can find that image of uh, Miracle Mike before he was in space, but just flying in the clouds, a kind of the early iteration of, of this, um, this artwork, you can look at it on your website and learn more about it, which I loved doing that before we spoke today, just learning more about it. The more I can learn about, you know, what the breweries I like are doing, the more I like them, which is kind of like that with anything, right? Like the more you can kind of get down that rabbit hole, you're like, Oh, these guys are just like me. They think about superheroes in space and they like double IPAs. This is well, one of the same. It's like that A really yeah. unique trait. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's great when it's that accessible. I don't have to go like hunting around online. I can just go to your website and find it. So that yeah, was fun yeah. for me to nerd out on. Definitely worth checking out. Mm. This is really opening up nicely. I mean, you're right. It's just like it's so tropical. Ah, and it's like, man, I mean, this is like one of those shower beers where you walk out and you're like, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go out. Whatever's next. I'm game. Let's do whatever you want to do. Just kind of, right. Puts you in a space cake state of mind. Whatever exactly. that means. <laughs> <laughs> different things to different people. That's but right. it's definitely, you said it uh, first and best, Dan, but it's like that 9% isn't the first or second or third thing on my mind as I realize I've already drank 85% of this beer. Um, (laughs) And it's like, there's none of that like like cloying. I get a little bitterness. I get a little bit of sweetness, but there's so much balance in this beer that it doesn't feel like it's kind of filling me up or cloying or staying on my palate very long, which makes me keep going back to it. And yeah, if you shower like Harrison does, you're done with your chores by noon. Sure. I guess, sir. Certainly asleep sleeping. on the couch by noon. We'll <laughs> see if the chores got done or not. That's of no consequence, really, to a sleeping man on the couch full of space cake. Um, so we have to, so really, we have to create space cake, amazing, but that's really just part of this 12 pack. So if you guys yeah. are playing along at home and you're lucky enough to be able to grab one of these, I mean, you got to be kidding me. So I did, John alluded to it, but I made a claim last podcast that. The best 
variety packs are 12 packs where there are at least six different kinds of beer in it. So two of each, you know, or six of each rather. Um, no two of each. Good yeah. math. <laughs> anyway, regardless of, of all the Space math I'm cakes. not doing, right? This this is like the only way to beat it is to have 12 different beers, and you guys have done it. And I got to say, I think the average ABV in here is like 8%, which is also <laughs> amazing that like we're not goofing around here. This is a, this will help you through the holidays, um, however you need it. But I mean, can you talk a little bit about this, Dan, the, the thought behind it? There's a new beer in here this year as well, right? I think an Imperial style with some Mandarin oranges. That one, we, we so this is the second year that we put out this um, mix pack, the 12, 12 beers okay, of yes. Christmas. We actually, um, it's we move, it, it's a different uh, a group of beers. Um, so we kept a couple of them. So we, right. we have kind of a couple holiday-themed beers that we've released over the years. And to a certain extent, you know, we're celebrating our, our 12th year as a brand this year. Ooh, cool. um, so we've... Every year we would come out with, you know, I don't know, uh, 20, 30, 40 different, different beers. We like right. to do lots of small market beers, one-offs, um, special releases, barrel-aged projects. So, you know, over the years, we've, we've put out hundreds of different beers. Um, and we get to, you know, for a project like this, kind of select 12 of the, you know, some of the best ones. Um, so this one, you know, there's really a ton of different um, styles of beer, um, lots of different, um, you know, kind of ABV range. So everything from kind of a, a crisp ale, uh, you know, to, you know, a, a, a brown ale with uh, cold brew coffee um, added, uh, the undead party crasher with, um, you know, kind of hints of orange, um, Exorcist, the dry hop stout, um, Royal Standard, which is uh, um, a wee heavy. So it's really, you know, tons of different styles, IPAs, stouts, wee heavies, you name it. Super fun pack. Uh, hearing you talk through some of the beers that you put in here, one of the things that kind of jumps out at me is, no, I, I can't say no one else, but it's uncommon for me to find a dry hop stout. I think we can all agree there. Um, so what, what you guys are doing in, in this pack are two things. One, 12 different beers and one 12 pack. I'd imagine your packaging guys are not thrilled about that day. And, and, and then not, not are they just like 12, oh, we put a Kolsch and we put a pale ale and we put a, a you know, like you're doing weird things in a, in a good way, weird yeah. things in here. Right. Is that, that seems like, I mean, you guys live up to the labels on your beer, but what I want to ask is like, can you provide some insight into maybe why this isn't a common thing where I, where I don't just go to the store and find a bunch of 12 packs with 12 different beers and that's brilliant for the drinking part of me, but. It's, it's a, it's not an easy project to pull off. So, you know, brewing 12 beers you know, within a, a short time frame, packaging right. them all and then having to completely rip them out and package them one by one. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, right. pe- people would go insane if they had to do this, uh, you know, 24-7. So um, luckily we only torture, you know, our, our production guys with it, you know, for a month or so a year. Uh, right. 
the original concept was actually to do a 24 pack, of course, but um, to do a full on advent calendar. But wow. maybe in another 12 years for your 24th anniversary, we could, yeah. Sure. Uh, if sense. we can, yeah, we might want to, you know, say we'll do it and then run and hide for, you know, a month. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison will come help you. Sure. No, we, we, yeah. I mean, we, we had a plan to do 24. And, uh, wow. and uh, we, we decided in the end that that was just a bit too much. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, um, you're right. I mean, that's that's for my recollection and talking with other brewers, it's the production, like the packaging side of this, where you run just logistics as well as right production. You got to make all these beers and have them taste great when you package them. Managing tank tank space, all that stuff, it must be insane. But to yeah. do it for 24 beers, I mean, ooh, I'm rooting for you though. I mean, I know the packaging <laughs> guys are probably yelling, "Stop, Harrison, you're horrible," but. Oh, that'd be amazing. We'll never say never. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Never say never. I like that. I'll take that. Along but it, that. It, it's, a, it's a huge hit. You know, people love yeah. it. Um, so so we're, we're already, you know, planning on, uh, on, on doing another one next year. Uh, oh, but while God. you can get it, because it is selling out uh, very fast from what I hear, um, go out and get one because it's, it's, it's a super fun, fun yeah. pack to try. Don't sleep on this. This is, like I said, 80% ABV, probably the average. This is not yeah. like, I mean, can you find a lot of, are some of these beers like only available in this 12 pack or are they also available? In, in, in this pack, the only year round beer uh, that's in it is Space Cake. Space Cake. Um, there you go. Everything else is is basically, you know, at this point, a one-off. Um, some of them were, you know, production beers for, you know, a short period of time. Right. Um, yeah, no, we, we brewed, you know, basically 12 separate, you know, beers, one-offs, um, and, and put them all in this pack. So, Okay. Now, I'll ask a tough question. Can you pick – and maybe I'll make it an easier question. Dan – is there a favorite in this pack? Is there one you were excited to make? Is there one you were excited to drink? Give me some of your highlights so I can kind of, as I'm drinking them, think about, oh, yes. Dan said, you know, this one was impossible or whatever. Yeah. Tell me, give me the backstory. Um, one of my favorites is Reindeer Games, which um, we call a Bavarian IPA. I love um, it. Really, it's it's kind of a mix of uh, Dunkel Lager uh, malt base and then we dry hopped it with i want to say mandarina bavaria nice. um, you know so so it's kind of a, a hybrid style we, we love doing that we're playing with kind of traditional styles but then having our own um take on it so um you'll probably recognize that kind of you know munich malt uh malty base nice. uh, you know, toasty slightly darker but then with you know uh you know some hops it's certainly not crazily hot but you know for for that style it's pretty big um that's a super fun one to try just because it's pretty unique yeah. um and then royal standard i have to call out because it um the, the label art talks about my my family's uh you know history as uh you know scottish uh warlord so that's always a fun one all Wait right a minute we're just getting towards the end of this interview and we learned <laughs> that you come from scottish warlords uh it's it, uh, uh, yeah small small part of uh my heritage was uh you know some 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 bloodthirsty scottish clan who uh you know <laughs> like like to slay their neighbors so we won't go too far into detail <laughs> amazing <laughs> many things got a little crazy 500 years ago you know right, yeah. 
the statute of limitations has expired, but that's <laughs> yeah. now it's just history. It was much harder to go buy a 12 pack of 12 different beers back then. You were angry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's what it was. I get it. Um, it's uh, Daniel, welcome on the podcast. We do this every Wednesday. I'd like to see you back here every Wednesday and, and get more into you <laughs> yeah. know, Scottish war history and brewing advice. There's so many things you guys are doing, like with that Bavarian IPA, where you're kind of taking familiar things with just doing doing them differently. And I yeah. think that takes a lot. You got to recognize what you're what, what you. It takes so much skill to do and pull that off. And I think if you're familiar with clown shoes, you owe it to yourself to go visit. As Dan said, you guys are doing like kind of these small batch one offs and barrel aged mm -hmm. stuff in the brewery. Is that a pretty regular thing where I could maybe walk in there and find a clown shoes beer that I'll maybe never see again? Yeah, I mean, we um, we we love doing lots of uh, small projects, certainly at, at the brewery. Um, we've got a great series going with Hannaford's right now that that celebrates, uh, you know, kind of frontline workers called um, Circle of Heroes. Um, we, we do tons of, of small projects and it's always super fun to work with, you know, groups of people, especially if it's for a good cause. And, uh, uh, you know, we continue to do tons of, of monthly releases. Um, next month will be, uh, uh, 12 color rainbow, which is our, our 12th anniversary beer. Uh, it's actually a West coast IPA. So we're kind of going Ooh, old school a bit nice. on the IPA. But then we're adding some dank and stormy uh, hop soil. Um, so, of course, you know, having our own fun with it. So, you know, lots of nice diesel notes from the, uh, the hop soil. You know, you can imagine what it smells like. Yes. Um, we, we, we kind of went straight to the, the – but it's all, you know, perfectly legal. It's merely hops. Um, That's it. And also right now, uh, our barrel lease is called Snow and the Maple Tree. Uh, that is an imperial stout aged in maple bourbon barrels. And if you've never had it before, I highly recommend it. It's um, very delicious. Obviously, tons of maple notes. So oh. uh, lots of fun beers all the time. Wow. Harrison's gaining pounds and switching into his elastic pants as you as you roll yep. through that description. I'm imagining yep. just pouring it over pancakes and saying yeah, happy exactly. Christmas. Good oh, breakfast, gosh. I know. I love it. I love the names. I love the artwork. I love that there's 12 different beers in this 12 pack. That was easier to math to do. Um, and I mean, this has been, this has been awesome, Dan. I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm just excited to keep drinking all these beers and know that each one's going to be different. Um, and really there's some of espresso in it that the bread, the barista is going to be perfect. That's like, you know, yeah. uh, you, you know, after maybe Christmas morning, cause Christmas Eve was a little bit too much. You're grabbing the barista and you're back in the game. Like, there's a lot, a lot to love here for every time of day, every part of the season. Um, and I'm just excited to, to have it right here. I want to try not to drink it all tonight. I won't drink it all tonight. That's possible <laughs> and dangerous. Um, but it definitely will be tough to, when I reach in the fridge, not grab one of these. And that's like the best mark of any beer, but also any variety pack is you can't wait to see what's next. And that that's happening here. So Thank you for doing this, and thank you to your right packaging team for yes. just thank making it happen. Because this is right; this is no easy feat. There is no machine that goes and picks twelve different beers and puts them in a box. It's a, those are humans doing that. <laughs> Hat off to you guys, um, it's, we haven't gotten there yet with technology. I don't think we ever will. Um, but I don't need to. Um, although maybe for the 
the 48 pack and yeah right i'm sure we'll have to figure that out (laughs) a suitcase mixed back of beers at some point yes just Uh, yeah total random draws it's it's 16 pounds of beer you get what you get (laughs) (laughs) good luck right bring your friend to pick it up Dan, officially from Harrison and I and the Drinking Socially community, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast to talk about Clown Shoes, your beer, your brewery, your warlord history, and this 12-pack. And thanks for helping anybody that drinks Space Cake. Again, you'll be able to earn the 12 Beers for Christmas badge. Check it in on Untapped before December 13th. Um, if your family is part of Scottish history, maybe uh, reach out to Dan. No, um, but, but one thing you can do is go to the Clown Shoes website and check out their beer finder. You may be able to find one more of these or your first one on the shelf right from their website. So uh, if you can't find it, you know, go to your grocery store and look. It's probably there. But if you can't find it, go to Clown Shoes website and do some proper technological research. And Dan updates that every day. He's updating the website. <laughs> He's calling the stores to see if it's still on a shelf. We want to make sure you can still get some of this beer because it's going to make Christmas a little easier this year. Whew, yes. And that third or fourth or seventh doing of Die Hard. I've got, got it all picked out. Got it all laid out. Goes well with a pumpkin pie sandwich. But thank you, Dan. I really appreciate you being here this evening. Cheers to you. Yeah. Cheers to all the space cake heads out there. You know who you are. One in every family. When he shows up at dinner this year, hand him a space cake out of the twelve pack. Just make sure you check in it yourself to get a batch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Share it with him. Share it with him. Oh, I love hey, it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks again, Dan. Cheers. Thank you, Dan. Have a good night. You too. All right. That was so cool talking with the man himself. I feel like we could have a lot of fun with Dan anywhere bar at a nine hour long podcast behind stage at some concerts dan knows what's going on yeah the podcast is 33 percent less right now but it feels 50 percent less good um <laughs> That's so it sounds like harrison math yeah, it works the same i guess if you're time traveling but uh that was amazing it's always i think i'm a beer nerd you all know this about me i'm I'm a nerd overall but it's amazing to be able to talk to the minds that put these things together that harrison and i and you all uh drink and talk about and share with each other so uh harrison we're already almost done with Space Cake, but I think we owe it to the Drinking Socially podcast to run down the spec sheet on this as Untapped sees it. Do you have those details? Oh, I do. Yeah, it's everyone playing at home. We can't miss this. So this is Space Cake. So coming, it's an Imperial IPA, 9% ABV, about 50 IBUs. But as you all know, who cares about IBUs? Um, and I'll, I, I will, I mean, obviously Dan gave us the, the back, the, the behind the scenes look at this, but from clown shoes themselves, here's the story of space cake being pursued by a giant assortment of laser equipped cupcake spaceships is many things, but it is certainly no time to panic. Miracle Mike and his galactic canine bionic have been through far worse. And they always seem to find a way past the realm pursuit 
of the Space Cake Fleet. This double IPA features robust hop aromas that carry through to the strong, juicy flavors of tropical citrus. A sweet and strong malt backbone pairs with a subtle booziness to make Space Cake an approachable dipper fit for an extraterrestrial odyssey. I feel inspired. I feel ready to blast off and laser cupcakes, regular cupcakes. I'm ready. I feel it's working. I've got the space cake juice in my veins. We're doing it. It's been a while since we drank a nine percenter and it's been a while since I drank one. Like, uh, I mean, so (laughs) quickly, (laughs) um, uh, delicious beer but i'm equally as enamored with miracle mike and its journey and the lore that they put around this beer in a world where there's probably 40 new breweries that have opened up since we started recording this podcast tonight i love that now i'm just like oh yeah space cake that's a decent that's a good ipa that i can pick up anytime i see it i know it's going to make me happy but also i feel kind of endeared to bionic i love dogs and i assume that the clown shoes team does because they bothered to create a space dog companion so i think dan needs to come back on the show maybe next year and update us on bionic maybe we do like a a a charitable dog beer or just talk about dogs that's yeah all right i'll edit that out yeah (laughs) good no i like that we talk about dogs and space and whatever we want beer uh, cartoons and let's talk about venues as well, like verified ones. Because you have a pretty cool one this week that we're featuring that is directly related to clown shoes. If you're at home going, I live in Boston or I live near Boston, I want to go hang out with the clown shoes guys and go drink some clown shoes beers myself. You better can. get your tea card ready. Yeah, that's right. Sure, right. Sure, that do that. Um, be, uh, and you're going to head over to Harpoon Brewery. So if you're thinking, wait, what? Why Harpoon? So if you don't know, the kind of parent company, I guess we'll call it, Mass Bay Brewing Company, owns Harpoon, UFO, Clown Shoes as well. So you can go to Harpoon's locations, they have two of them, and drink a ton of Clown Shoes beer, um, which is, is great. So now mystery solved, you know where to head to. And of course, Harpoon's a verified venue. Uh, so if you go to their Boston location... Um, they've got a ton of clown juice on tap right now, as well as some UFO beers, uh, some Harpoons classics, but um, as well as Catamount, which is another cool brewery I learned about. They do a porter that a lot of people on tap were talking about that sounded uh, sounded pretty cool. Um, but I mean, yeah, Harpoon, obviously pretty legendary first brewery license in the state of Massachusetts, 001, sitting on their wall somewhere. Um I assume, or maybe probably in a secure safe by now, because hopefully, that's, that's yeah, pretty cool. Um, Effectively yeah. on the wall, right? But this is this is the spot. So they have like crazy, a really cool menu. They've got pretzels and burgers and all that fun stuff. And and excitedly, I discovered that brewery tours are back, so you can get a little look behind the scenes. But you saw a couple other things about Harpoon's Boston location that were pretty cool. Uh, did you not, John? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Boston, as uh, everyone knows, for the last six months before that, uh, I had issues with the city. But turns out once <laughs> I visited, visited, I became a huge fan. Big, big tea guy. Love the fact right, that I can get anywhere tea. in the city uh, for basically no dollars and no <laughs> effort. Uh, Boston's trans, transit is amazing. This has nothing to do with Harpoon Brewery. 
Although you're going to need to use the tea to get there and to get home because you'll probably drink. And when you get there um, in the winter, you'll be able to go to their beer hall and go to their movie nights, which is probably good if you have kids. Definitely good if you don't have kids. Just good if you're a human. Go to Harpoon, get more beers than you can fit in your own fridge. Um, Coming up, I think they're doing Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And more importantly, Gremlins, which is actually a Christmas movie. There's a lot of life lessons in there. And you can sit at Harpoon. You can drink a flight of beer while watching a movie. These are things that you can't do at home. And that's why if you have a free afternoon this winter in Boston, put your Helly Hansen coat on, get on the tee, and check out Harpoon, grab some beer. I know. Gremlins, classic. That's the movie my kids want to watch every Christmas. So that tells you how great of a parent I am that I have a bunch of <laughs> little kids asking to watch Gremlins. But it's a classic, classic. It's good. It's about following the rules, right? Don't microwave them. Don't feed them after midnight. <laughs> don't it's a movie that establishes what happens if you don't follow the rules. I wonder right. if Clown Shoes has ever seen Gremlins because it feels like they just find the rules to break them. <laughs> know, right, exactly. But right now, as of recording, it looks like Space Cake's on tap, obviously, but Bubble Farm, one of the American IPAs, their Mango Kolsch, and Exorcism at Sunset, all from Clown Shoes, which is a double, uh, rather Imperial Stout. So yeah, Flight of Clown Shoes, Bunch of Harpoon, eat some burgers, have a good time. Um, and yeah, now you can watch Gremlins while you're at it, too. Speaking of Gremlins, or great things, which Gremlins are, as long as you don't pour water on them or feed them after midnight... What was I'm going to ask you a different question, John, about something else great, like the beer you had this week. His name was, was Mowgli. Or the I best. often yeah. get him confused with the right, the, protagonist right, the, from Mog, Jungle the Mogwai, where the when they're furry, Gremlins when they're wet and full. I don't you know, the magic that happens. It creates transformation. I mean, you see it in the movie. It's I love that movie. Although I will tell you that eh, never mind. There's a, that bar scene when they're ripping stuff down, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. That's a tough one to explain to a six year old of like, well, <laughs> this isn't. There's nothing to learn from this. Just forget everything <laughs> you're seeing. This is just silly, silly, silly stuff. Um, and every year I get a side eye from the misses that I pretend to ignore. Um, but anyway, let's talk about the best beer of the week, John. Which next week mine will probably be out of this twelve pack. But yeah. Let's look back at this past week. What did you enjoy that was like, whoa, this thing stood out. This beer was awesome. Okay, so beers that I've already consumed. Uh, the best Correct. beer that I had last week, uh, Double Shot from Treehouse Ooh, Brewing. It's out. not an IPA. I know, right. oh, Treehouse, like, but it's not an IPA. And that's the reason I think I was so taken back by it. Mm. It should be obvious by now that I love coffee. It's like what you drink before you can have beer. And it's kind of a ritual for me. Like I'm, I'm measuring out my coffee in grams and I'm looking at the temperature of the water. And I wow. feel like drinking that stout from Treehouse that they cared as much about the coffee flavor that went into that beer as anything else. So uh, cheers to you for making a stout that rivals your double dry hopped reputation. Double shot from Treehouse. What about you, Harrison? We kind of had quite the New England week. You're enjoying Treehouse last week. We just had Dan on. We're talking about clown shoes, talking about harpoon. And I, my best friend week last week, came from Back East Brewing Company in Connecticut. So a little, little farther south in Bloomfield, Connecticut. But I got my hands on their double scoop, which is an IPA. 
a Citra only, so single hop, Citra double IPA. It was awesome. And I know that's, you know, sure it was. There it says double hop Citra IPA. Of course it was great. <laughs> yeah, but like this one, real, I was like, holy guacamole. I had an expectation of it being like this good. And it went above that, knocked it out of the water or the park or whatever that saying is. <clears throat> Sports um, it was very good. And it's part of that kind of their series. They There's a beer called uh, Ice Cream Man that I first heard about. That's like a single IPA. So just a regular IPA with all Citra. This is the double version. I think it's a triple called Triple Scoop. So you can go and enjoy a variety of Citra-only IPAs from back east. I grabbed Double Scoop, and now I have a mission that will be tough to complete being down here in North Carolina to get the other two out of this Scoop series um, sometime. So keep tuned in for that. But uh, for now, I'll just live uh, those little Double Scoop memories. will have to power me through until that day. At least you hit the middle, right? Sounds like there was, the, you know, know, so you, you hit the middle. I don't know if that makes you feel any better and it really doesn't carry any it weight, does. but it, um, yeah. it makes you feel a little better because um, you're saying this. So you got the middle. And if you can't get their single Ice Cream Man, Tom Waits sang a song called Ice Cream Man. He did a pretty <laughs> good job. So, you know, maybe that'll hold you over. Um, so, uh, thanks again for listening to this episode of drinking socially. We got to meet with Dan, the head brewer for all the beers at clown shoes. He was on the podcast. We drank cupcakes from outer space without having to sit next to William Shatner or Elon Musk. Right. We got 11 more (laughs) beers of Christmas to get through. So, so uh, if you also we're fortunate enough to grab one of these 12 packs. Yeah. Follow Harrison and I don't follow Harrison. And I, and that's silly. Add us so as friends. Find on, me. Come to my house. Follow time. Harrison as he goes grocery shopping and add Harry beer beard or drinking with John on untapped. Uh, in that way, you know, I always like to see what other people think of the beers I'm drinking and you can pretty much guarantee we'll be getting through these sometime in or around, uh, the December month and also follow untapped uh, so that you can see future episodes like this. Check untapped out on Twitter. If you're a Twitter person, Instagram, if you like <laughs> pictures or YouTube, if you like pictures that move with sound, uh, um, I'm, done, I'm done here. Harrison, what's coming up next week? So next week, we're going to be hanging out with Halftime Beverage, the guys that were at Halftime, talking about some crisp beers to end the year in a sweet contest that Halftime and Hop Culture are running that you, not you, John, maybe you, oh, well, but you I'm out trying. there, people, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. Probably not. I don't think we can win it. But you out there, you guys could win this. It's Hop Culture and Halftime Beer Meme Awards. We just posted about this today, Untapped did, on my social media. So go ahead, if you if you were listening to this today and came out, check out our most recent posts. You'll learn more about what the heck the Beer Meme Awards are. And even more about it next week, we sit down with Halftime, drink some lagers, and talk about what the heck it is to be a meme and how memes work and why I'm not one, what an NFT is. No, we'll talk about that. I don't care about that. Maybe I do. We'll see. You're you memeable, though, no Harrison. You could be a meme. Maybe I will be someday. Is that, is that a legacy you want? I guess that's almost better than a statue. Less better. Good. What's going to survive the media? The, the statue or the internet? I don't know. Right. What lasts longer? Well, I guess it depends what the meteor hits. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's what's next week. What, uh, yeah, that's what I got for us, John. Until then, my friend. <laughs> Cheers! Cheers to statues. Just a little bit left. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit.